I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Okay, ladies, um, I want to hop on real quick to share something that I personally have been working through that I have a feeling some of you ladies are kind of working through right now as well, um, especially with the holidays and just COVID and this very busy season that a lot of us are finding ourselves in. Um, I know a lot of you guys know um, that I am 39, almost 40 weeks pregnant. We have just moved out of our house and into my parents' house um, while we wait to move into our new house, which will be taking place hopefully in the next 10 days. So there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life. There's been a lot of changes that have been happening in my life. Um, My kids have been through quite a bit of transition. I mean, first of all, there's the fact that I am giving them a new sibling and they can tell that, you know, it's coming because I'm getting bigger, I'm getting more tired, we're talking about more, we're planning things more, we're buying more baby stuff, all the things. So that's one component of the busyness that my kids are experiencing. But then there's also all the moving. You know, Jamie, thank you. We've been we've been, you know, packing and cleaning and, and we packed away their toys and um, and we've been, you know, taking trips to see all these new houses and there's just been so much, it feels like, that might, please turn that off, honey bun. She turned on the sound machine. Thank you, turn it off. That my kids are working through. And as a result, and I don't necessarily know that this is a result of it, but I can tell that they have been acting differently. Um, Tessa has been a little bit more defiant than usual. Tessa's my four-year-old. She hasn't been listening quite as well. Um, and, you know, she's been a little bit moodier. Jamie, my two-year-old, has been very defiant, but also hasn't been sleeping well. You know, when we when we painted our house, we were getting it ready to sell. We took down the blackout curtains, and you know, we 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 and we did we never hung them back up, and we were doing all these things and moving things around. And um, her nap schedule got thrown off. Sleep has kind of been thrown out the window. Even the things that we eat have been different ever since we've been at my parents' house. You know, now they're snacking more than usual and they're eating foods that they don't normally eat and nobody's getting that great of sleep. So there's been a lot going on and I'm seeing these changes in my kids' behavior and it's bringing up thoughts in me about myself as a mom. I'm, I'm starting to tell myself things like, you, you are not doing as well as you used to. Um, maybe you're kind of failing to show up for them. You're so tired. You've been so busy. You haven't been present enough. You haven't been engaged enough. Um, you know, and, and these are the thoughts that I, it's not that I carry them all day long, but they will come in, especially when I see my children either misbehaving or getting cranky or struggling or skipping a nap Or, you know, if I hear from Tessa's teacher that she had to sit in time out at preschool, like these are things that they serve almost like as triggers for these, all these thoughts that just, I just start to kind of cycle through about what I'm not doing well, what I could be doing better, and how I have been, um, 
how I've been contributing to their struggles just simply for the fact that I'm pregnant, we've been moving, a lot of stuff has been going on. Now, these are thoughts that I know a lot of moms have. You know, and I would even say maybe they're normal. Like, maybe it's normal to have these thoughts. But here's what's happening when we, when we, when I am telling myself these stories. What's happening is I'm starting to feel more guilt. I'm feeling more shame. Um, I get more stressed because instead of, you know, looking at what I'm doing well, I'm just thinking about, oh my gosh, like, uh, look at all these things that I'm dropping the ball on. Like, I haven't, you know, I haven't been doing bedtime routine. I, you know, I let them watch way too much TV now. Like, they're not eating, you know, they're not eating as well as they used to, and I don't even care. Like, I get more stressed. I'm feeling more exhausted, which is so funny, you know, but even just thinking the thought of, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to want to color. I'm too tired to want to be on. Like, that is an exhausting thought. It brings up just like, oh, I'm just so drained. It makes me even more tired than probably I would have been if I just kind of pushed through. So these are, these are emotions that come to the surface when we are telling ourselves these stories, when we have these scripts replaying in our head about what we're not doing well, what we could be doing better on, and maybe how we're even failing as a mom. These are not motivating emotions, guilt, shame, um, stress, that is not motivating. These are demotivating emotions. And what I've noticed that ends up happening, not just in me, but in other moms, you know, that I coach, what ends up happening is that we actually tend, when we feel these things, you know, guilt, shame, etc., exhaustion, stress, we tend to want to check out even more. Instead of trying to change things, we want to check out or we want to lash out even more. You know, our kids are misbehaving and because of the stress, we're like, we, we get all ramped up and then it just becomes even worse. Um, we continue to be on like this roller coaster of emotions even, like just this up and down, up and down, depending on how the day is going. And what ends up happening as a result is that we continue to not be as present as we think we should be. We continue to not be engaged. We continue to feel too tired. And we continue to not show up as well as we would like to as a mom. The truth is, and I'm sure that you have noticed this in your own life, the truth is when we tell ourselves that we are being a crummy parent, what ends up happening? We act more like a crummy parent. And this is why working on managing our thoughts, on really pinpointing, like, what are the stories? What's the narrative in my head? That's why this is so important. This is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do as a coach with my clients. And and I, I know that a few months ago, I posted a video. It was probably three months ago. I posted a video in here in this group on the difference between self-conscious and child-conscious parenting. And I feel like it was so relevant. I actually went back and rewatched the video and I and I, I decided to relate that video and the things that I talked about in there to my personal situation so that you guys can hopefully learn from it and be encouraged by it and see like how different things can be when we transition from being self-conscious as a mom to being more child-conscious as a mom, just even in the in the things we tell ourselves, the way we, the, the perspective that we choose to have. So the problem that, that I'm facing, the problem you might be facing, is that we fall into this pattern of self-conscious parenting. And if you're not familiar with what this is, this is a concept I created where it basically means that we are taking on the weight of our kids' behavior, or we are taking responsibility for our kids' emotions even. And it's to a degree that actually hurts us, 
and it even could hurt them even more. It's this belief, it's this self-conscious belief that somehow your kid's behavior or emotions or their state of mind is a reflection on you, even when this is not necessarily true. So this is the problem here. I have I've been watching my children. I, I want to I don't want to say struggle because it's not like every day is a terrible struggle. But I've been watching my kids go through these going through these changes and seeing what it's doing to them. You know, trouble napping, not eating as well, not sleeping as well, getting more cranky, being more clingy, fighting more, um, getting in more, getting in more trouble at school. Um, you know, misbehaving, more tantrums, like I'm seeing this happening. And, and the problem is that I am being self-conscious about it. I am choosing to take on the weight of their behaviors and their emotions. And I'm telling myself, you did this. You are not showing up as well. You are the reason for this. You are failing them. You could be doing this better. Da, 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 da. You know, that whatever, whatever story it is I'm telling myself, it's very much about how I am the root of the problem. And again, very self-conscious, very insecure, focused on me as the subject. The solution to this, because just like I said earlier, like those kinds of thoughts, that pattern of thinking does not help. It leads to you continuing to show up, uh, to show up uh, in a way where you're lashing out, where you're checking out. It leads to you feeling guilt and shame and then, you know, not being the mom that you want to be. Like, we know that that's not a very productive, motivating pattern of thinking to be in. So the solution here and this is this is a second concept, the one the one to kind of replace self-conscious parenting. The solution here is child conscious parenting. It's removing yourself as the main subject and instead focusing on your child, focusing on them, on on what it is that they are needing and what it is that they're expressing and what they're going through versus what you are feeling and what you are telling yourself and what you may need to be doing better at. So I, so I wrote down a couple of ways that I've been choosing more recently to flip the script for myself and replace some of my, my negative thoughts. I'm failing. I'm not showing up. I'm not engaged. This has been too much for them. It's my fault. I'm choosing to replace those thoughts with new ones. And, and I wrote down a couple of examples because I think that these, this, these are just su such powerful, subtle changes in thinking that reap such amazing results. So one thought I've been having, I haven't been present or engaged enough. I hate when I feel that way. I hate when I think that way because like I said, what ends up happening, I feel defeated, I'm feeling discouraged, I'm feeling more guilty, and then I end up just not wanting to engage because I'm feeling crummy. When we when we tell ourselves we're a crummy parent, we show up as a crummy parent. That just that's the pattern that we typically see. That's the pattern I definitely see in my own life. So instead of thinking this thought of I haven't been present or engaged enough, I've been working on removing myself as the subject. It's not about me. It does not have to be about me. And focusing on putting my children in as the subject, being more child conscious. I'm telling myself now, Tessa loves and appreciates even just the littlest moments when I am present with her. Again, removing myself, 
putting her in. It's not about me, what I am doing or not doing well. It's about what's going on with her. What does she want? What does she need? And it's that Tessa loves and appreciates those littlest moments when I'm present with her, even just the littlest ones. I can tell that she loves and enjoys them so much. And when I focus on that, Instead of focusing on all the ways that I'm not present or I'm not as engaged or I'm too tired or I'm, you know, I'm not being as fun. When I focus on, on those little things instead in what I'm seeing in her, it motivates me. It motivates me to say yes to coloring more than I probably would otherwise. It motivates me to, to make the most of uh, moments where we're sitting on the couch snuggling together watching a show even though there are so many other ways I could be choosing to engage with her instead of instead of beating myself up over it I am embracing the moment I am snuggling on it and and believing that this is enough because I know that she loves it she leans into it and it's still healthy and good for us both again like I am now more motivated when I remove myself as a subject and put Tessa in because I'm no longer approaching the situation from a place of guilt or like I have to bear the weight of her emotions and her behaviors and I'm instead focusing on it from a place of like joy and appreciation like I love that my child loves to spend time with me and, and reminding myself of this makes a huge difference in my attitude and my actions and how I show up so that's one example of how you can flip the script from a negative thinking very self-conscious parenting thought to a very child conscious thought now second example um, th this is for my two-year-old who she has been acting out a lot more part of it is just that she's two I'm sure it is but another part of it is she's not sleeping well not eating as well waking up super duper early just being in this strange house and everything has been thrown off and she has been acting out and the thought that I've been having the self-conscious thought negative thought is Jamie is acting out because I'm failing in some way as a mom because I did this to her or I'm not doing enough for her because I'm not attentive or engaged enough with her it's my fault Jamie is acting out because of me okay notice how like it's still very much about me very self-conscious very insecure very focused on what I'm what I'm failing at what I'm not doing well and again this is a very demotivating thought it makes me lash out more when I see her misbehaving. I just get all like stressed and worked up. Um, it makes me just feel exhausted and drained and sad. So I've been flipping the script instead to a more child conscious thought and realizing like regardless of what I am doing or not doing, like I just know from what I'm seeing that Jamie is still adjusting. Simple as that. Jamie is still adjusting and she needs a little extra attention and care. I am not in that sentence it's all about her and that is such a healthy way to look at it because when I'm when I when I think about it like that what it does is it leads me to take more healthy action when I realize like okay Jamie is still adjusting doesn't even matter she's just it doesn't even matter how I'm part of this Jamie is just still adjusting period that's a fact Jamie is still adjusting and she may need a little extra attention and care now all of a sudden I'm feeling more motivated to to do something about it from a place of health so for example I wrote a note to her teachers saying like please keep me updated on how she's doing if are you noticing any new behaviors at school um 
I'm having conversations with my parents, like, you know, to like, hey, like, let's get on the same page about, about how we want to handle, you know, when she wakes up super early, or how we want to handle her outbursts, how we want discipline, we're even switching up the way we discipline. Because the more, the more defiant she's becoming, the, the more, you know, the idea of like, oh, well, you're going to get spanking, like, we don't want to spend the whole day having to threaten spanking, we need to switch up the way we're disciplining even, because it just is getting exhausting, it's getting to be too much. And, and again, the thought of like Jamie may still be adjusting and she needs more extra attention and care it's motivating me to to plan more intentional outings I don't feel that creative I don't feel that that motivation to be intentional when I am coming at it from the thought of I'm doing this to her I'm failing I'm not showing up as well those are not again these are not motivating thoughts these are not motivating emotions these are demotivating guilt shame regret, disappointment, defeat, demotivating. So that's why switching up the language that we use with ourselves is so powerful because we naturally feel more creative and capable when, when we come at it from this place of like, it's not about me. It's not about how I'm falling short, but rather it's all about what needs my child may have and maybe how I am equipped to meet those needs, how I am equipped to be the mom that they need me to be. So all of that to say, I wanna challenge you guys today, two things. First of all, watch what language you are using. Watch what language you are internally using throughout the week, that you are, the, the things you are thinking or believing about yourself, the stories you are telling yourself, um, either, either about what it is you're not doing well, what it is maybe you are doing well, and also the stories you're telling yourself about your kids and, and, and your relationship with them and how maybe you are falling short as a mom. Because guess what? We're all falling short as a mom. Can't escape that. But, but, but the focus that we put into that can be very um, harmful to us and to them if we're not careful. So watch what language you are internally using. Second challenge, work on flipping the script from self-conscious parenting to child-conscious parenting. You have that power to do that. If you need to sit down with a notebook, with you know, with a pen and a piece of paper to like really write out like, okay, like this is what I'm telling myself, this is very self-conscious, here's how I can be child-conscious instead, I think that would be great. Because then you can see it written down. It's so powerful when you like write down like a new thought that you're gonna practice. And it may take practice, you know, like especially if this is a new concept to you, it's not like you're gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm fully child-conscious and I'm never self-conscious again ever. No, you need to practice it. You need to lean into it and try it out and, and see see what works and what doesn't work. But this is how I want to challenge you guys. This is also how I want to encourage you guys. You know, I said in my last video that I did in the group that I really want to work on being more vulnerable with you. I want to show you all, all the ways that I myself have not yet arrived either as a mom or as a wife or, you know, in my business, I want to show you guys the, the things that I am still working on because I think it, it affirms and encourages you guys as you are still working on things. We are all in process. We are all humans who are growing and learning and that is okay. Um, so I, again, I just want to encourage you guys. I hope that this, um, this empowered you, that it encouraged you, and that it shows you that there's there's a way forward. If you are feeling that, feeling a failure, or feeling guilt, or feeling shame, feeling down because you're not being the mom that you wish you could be, guess what? 
focusing on that, those negative thoughts, those stories you're telling yourself about the ways you're feeling, that's not the solution here. But there is a solution and a solution that can work. And the solution is remove yourself from the subject, replace self-conscious parenting thoughts with child-conscious parenting thoughts, and really work on choosing new beliefs, choosing to tell yourself a new story, one that is so powerful and can change everything. All right, I love you ladies, and keep praying for me, you guys. This has been a very interesting month for me, but I, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm showing up for it because that's all I can do. Thank you guys so much.